Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast where we go through many 5e books and talk about various rules and enhance your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about training. I have a question. Yes. Does it have anything no. to do with trains? No. Okay. Not this time. We did that one already. <laughs> For trades, go back to episode insert episode number here. I don't remember. Anyway, fuck you, Nathan. So training is gaining extra ability or knowledge in some form or fashion. Unfortunately, in 5th edition D&D, I find the rules for training to be a bit troublesome. So... Oh boy, there's honestly a few things that this can kind of talk about, but for the most part, we're talking about training in order to gain some new either skill or language for the most part. And maybe there can be some exceptions to that, but we'll get to that a little bit later. So for the most part, the first mention of training rules is actually in the player's handbook of all things, not even the Dungeon Master's Guide, which is you can spend time training between adventures to learn a new language or training with a set of tools. Your DM might allow additional training options. So that is actually an interesting last line. But anyway, uh, first, you must find an instructor willing to teach you. Your DM determines how long it takes, whether one or more ability checks are required. The training lasts for 250 days and costs 1 GP per day. After you spend the requisite amount of time and money, you learn the new language or gain proficiency with the new tool. So, Remy, (sighs) that's a really short time, isn't it? Fuck you. So, 250 days is insane and stupid. Also, 250 gold is a lot considering it's just a language or set of tools what is especially irksome it does mention that your dm can allow additional training options but it doesn't really help much it just leaves it in the dm's control so 
in theory, you could allow as a DM. Okay, do you mean that you can train a weapon? And it, you know, if you want to have a wizard who's trained in using a glaive instead of just a staff, do you mean that it's supposed to take 250 days and 250 gold just for a wizard to learn to not hit himself with the pointy end of the stick? That's fucking stupid. Or, you know, you could interpret it, though, as, okay, you can get training in simple or martial weapons over, like, the entirety of that time. That might actually be a little bit reasonable. But there is also nothing about learning a new skill. And I'll be honest, skills are just personally my own focus on this, which is that a lot of the time someone's background or someone's class might not actually give training in a skill that the character or the player just want the character to have. So maybe they have like a specific idea of what the character has been through that they want their character to either have some form of additional skill or to learn some form of additional skill because sometimes there can be honestly a lot of the time in games where there is a particular skill that someone has asked of them but that they don't have that like no one in the party has so they're constantly doing the thing but they will never be able to gain proficiency with it in the timeline of a regular game because even if they were willing to devote all of their downtime to training, 250 days in-game is longer than most campaigns. So it's, practically speaking, useless. So Wizards of the Coast apparently agrees that that's a bit too much. Because when the Xanathar's Guide to Everything was released, it has revised rules for training. But to a point. So... Receiving training in a language or tool typically takes at least 10 work weeks, but this time is reduced by a number of work weeks equal to the character's intelligence modifier. An intelligence penalty doesn't increase the time needed. Training costs 25 GP per work week. So 10 work weeks, 25 gold, still that same 250 gold, but time-wise is at least somewhat reduced. 10 work weeks, though, is still a lot. So actually, one thing I forgot to mention for the earlier bit, because it does apply both there and here, for, for it to count, for downtime to go towards your training, you're supposed to use at least eight fucking hours of your day. I don't know about you, Nathan, but if I had to spend eight hours every fucking day on a single subject, I would go nuts. That is just too much Going in nuts. a day. It's easy if you do things in eight-hour segments. <laughs> Yet, eight hours just devoted to a language or tool. Like, it'd be one thing if it was a skill where at least there could be some variation. Like, if you wanted to teach someone, you know, uh, let's say persuasion to keep it a little easy and just a popular skill. If you want to learn persuasion, then you can get into fun debates. Like, I could see, like, debating, convincing, and setting up many, many different scenarios for that because it's a more broad big picture skill so that i could almost see like but for a language just a language or a tool for 10 weeks so 10 five-day work weeks is a lot also that's still a lot of time so it is better because they do have the whole you know might subtract the intelligence modifier so if you have like a smart character so someone say 14 intelligence then it takes eight work weeks 
So, okay, that's two months. That's way better than the whole 250 days. So that, at least, I could see happening. Because if, as a DM, you were to, say, give, like, a week off for a character, you know, between adventures, then, or, like, two weeks, then that would mean that after, like, four adventures and maybe a couple extra levels under their belt, that they might actually have time to get the training done. So this is still a while but it's at least slightly more reasonable. I do still have the issue that it, by rules as written, it is still only a language or a tool, which is irksome. And as far as the rules as written, that's pretty much it, which sucks. So Remy, what, what I'm basically saying is that if, say, your DM's like me and doesn't actually give the party any downtime whatsoever they're basically fucked in terms of learning new skills and mm -hmm. that's why i bring forth a well alternate concept or idea that the vms that could use in such a such a situation so as you can see in a lot of games you get rewards for beating certain things like currently as it is on Riftwake, whenever you be a new monster, the person who killed the monster gets a cool power. The um, party, typically, depending on the monster, gets a new level. So why not just have it be like, okay, if um, the party did something good, maybe you can reward the party with like, okay, you guys can get a thing or something like that. That is honestly something that I wish came up more often from Dungeon Masters. Also, fun fact, there's actually precedence for doing that in the Dungeon Masters Guide, in the rewards section. That is actually the last time that training is mentioned, although it does not mention how, only what. But there is mention in the re other rewards chapter of the Dungeon Masters Guide that a character might be offered special training in lieu of a financial reward, and it specifically mentions that a character can gain proficiency in a skill and it also mentions the character gains a feat now that is actually more interesting to me because there are two feats that are kind of related to this subject there's the feat skilled which gives you three skills or tools of your choice and there's also the feat linguist which gives you a plus one to your intelligence score, three languages, and the ability to create written ciphers. So a feat is far more powerful than the typical things that you are able to get by training. So in my opinion, that would mean then that to gain a skill should be one third the difficulty of a feat with a language even less than that. So. I would argue, as an extrapolation of that, that it would absolutely make sense, especially in a higher magic world, though, that for there to be options to magically gain a benefit should be a thing in a world where doing that would make sense. But even in a more medium magic world, there actually is a pre-existing magic item that I doubt 5% of people even know exist, but immediately caught my attention. So this is from Waterdeep Dungeon of the Mad Mage. There is a rare magic item called a Professor Orb, which is a basically quartz orb the size of a grapefruit that is sentient magic item. 
and has the personality of a scholar. And you roll to see its wisdom and charisma scores, but it always will have an intelligence of 18. And normally, this thing is supposed to have knowledge of four narrow academic subjects and then is able to make roles for the party at a plus nine to see if it is able to advise the party. But I would absolutely suggest having a tweaked version of this magic item would be awesome for the sake of training. Because if you have a magic item that just has a copy, for example, of a particular professor, or if you do have like a professor orb that just is like a teacher who is, you know, about to die, decides that instead of moving on, they would rather their soul be kept in one of these items. Like depending on how high magic you want to go with this, there could be a lot of variants and options, which are always good. But if you had something like the Professor Orb that can just convey training, so then you don't have to waste time training or just searching for training. And if you also get rid of that stupid eight hours a day requirement. So if you were to just have an intelligent character with a Professor Orb that could convey the topics over time, that would be good. And having more solid rules on what can be trained is also something that I would recommend to have there be more or less difficult things because feats are awesome. But the idea that a character just gets a feat as an alternative to ability score improvement actually kind of irks me a little bit just because most of the time DMs and players, just games in general, don't show downtime as a player working towards the feat. They just magically get it at, you know, fourth or eighth or whatever level. But if you were to just let players just do ability score improvements and then just have feats be available to be learned over time, that gives your players a goal to customize their character over time. And you can have a magic item like the Professor Orb be an enchanted object to give that to them over time. So that creates in-world explanation for why they're able to magically learn things over time. And you could even go a step farther. There exists a spell in 5th edition called Dream. And Dream is actually particularly interesting just as a spell because you can pretty much shape a dream of a creature however you want to and it explicitly has a duration of eight hours which would then mean if you had a professor orb that is able to cast dream once a day well there you go that gives an in-universe with existing mechanics method of how and when time to train happens so if you do just use dream to get eight hours a night then that would mean even on nights where shit is happening even on nights where it's downtime if they are just regularly using dream nightly then it solves all of the time problems except for that original stupid 250 days version like just just don't use that one it is dumb so the question really just boils down to how much training 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you want to be accessible in your own world? So with all the options I've listed, I'm curious, Nathan, what do you think would exist as options in Riftwake? So the magic item stuff isn't really something that I feel fits with the kind of themes of Riftwake currently, or the kind of sophistication when it comes to magic. But um, personally, like, the the suggestion that I was making in terms of uh, getting something as a reward is something that would be quite interesting. But one other alternative way of doing such would be something more like... In, in a lot of RPGs, you get this thing where you, if you do a thing more, you, you, be, you become better at it. So, mm-hmm. for example, say if a party was adventuring in elven territory for a good while, and you, you have, like, say, a whole bunch of uh, times that the party has just been walking about shopping in the elven, dis- elven, part, uh, elven part of the thing. Maybe, say, after uh, a couple months or something, you can say that, okay, you, you understand a bit of elvish at this point now this is definitely not something that is going to be easy to track whatsoever or it should be tracked whatsoever it's more like a kind of thing that could be considered as like a little bonus little thing that you could give the player so you know just learning things by osmosis and such could also just be treated mechanically speaking similar to milestone leveling where okay you can just treat it more like if you complete you know, five adventurers, five, you know, quests in elven territory or in dwarven territory that you might pick up like enough of the language to get by. So to not treat it as something that requires tracking. Yeah, or, or you could just do that same thing. You, you could just go the full full thing and be like, okay, um, there's three different levels of knowledge in, in the language first one is a basic understanding where you can pick up what people are trying to say to you and you can converse in basic language but you cannot pass yourself off as someone who actually knows the language properly and trying to 
uh, have people understand more complex ideas uh, is still difficult. And yeah, you could do something along those lines to actually create this sort of system that gives players uh, incentives to um, basically try to interact with certain characters and such and creates interesting situations. Yeah, or also just in terms of weapons or armor, the normal just 5th edition just has a lot of limitations on what weapons or armor a character can be proficient with. But if you want to have just something, you know, non-standard, if you want, you know, your wizard to learn how to use a specific set of armor, there's really just a couple of options. Like, number one was that they you know, get the feet lightly armored and then the second feet to get medium armor after the fact. But for forcing a character to use both of their feats just to get all light and medium armor proficiencies is a bit much. But if you were willing to just say, like, they're just training to get proficiently with this one thing and they are just dealing with the disadvantage for some amount of time until they adjust to it, I would find that to be perfectly reasonable. Um... Although there is actually another official uh, magic item, the Elven Chain, which is actually another just quite interesting and honestly underappreciated magic armor. So it's a rare magic item, no attunement, but gives a magical plus one to AC. But it's the magic, other magical effect that honestly is most important. You are considered proficient with this armor, even if you lack proficiency with medium armor. So... That implies that it is possible for there to be magic that grants proficiency with an item. And we actually also know that for the weapon side, because there also is Bracers of Archery, which, while attuned to, gives you proficiency with longbow and shortbow, as well as a damage boost with those. So to have a magic item that just makes the attuned person proficient with it is actually kind of cool. Because that could then be something like, you know, the smith who makes the armor imbues, you know, their knowledge of how to make the thing into it as they make it. And that can be, you know, an existing, if probably very expensive thing, which could make it a very desirable thing, whether that is, you know, for purchase or for the sake of loot. And another uh, potential option on the skill angle of things. Uh, there's another just set of magic items called the Ayun Stone of Historical Knowledge or Natural Knowledge or Religious Knowledge, which is a another attuned rare magic item that grants proficiency in a skill directly while you're attuned to it, whether that is history, nature, or religion. So there is canonical precedent for magic items existing to grant a skill's proficiency, although at the cost of requiring an attunement slot. And that's actually pretty interesting to me because attunement is the biggest limiter, well, except for gold and availability, of course, for magic items. So to use up one of your three attunement slots for the sake of a skill proficiency is actually a pretty interesting trade-off in my opinion. So I kind of lean in that direction for potentially, magically, making certain skills be available through doing that. So what really boils down to the big question is simply... How high magic do you want training to potentially be? But honestly, even more importantly than that, actually, would be how much do you want just the normal levels to be the thing that grants your players proficiency 
in just knowledge and skills? Or do you want to make training more of a system than it is canonically to grant your players the ability to make their character the exact way with the exact knowledge and abilities that they want to work towards? Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. So, 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 on some Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Two stars, loads a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Support us get benefits such as behind the scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord, where we have a chat with the cast, and even a shout out on the show. Find us on social media on Twitter at podcast, on Facebook as Riffwake, and on Reddit on the subreddit r slash podcast. And now send us an email, riffsandrules at gmail.com. That's riffs, A-N-D, rules at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.